everyone, thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. My name is Andrew, and today we will be talking about the new Colombo Plan Scholarship. And to help me out, I've enlisted the help of my friends Florence, who's on the left there, Richard in the middle, and that's me on the right. For all of you who don't know what the new Colombo Plan is, it is a signature initiative of the Australian government which aims to lift knowledge of the Indo-Pacific in Australia. This is done by supporting Australian undergraduates to study and undertake internships in the region. This comes in multiple forms like the mobility program and the mobility grants. Today I'll be speaking specifically about the scholarship and this is open to every undergraduate in Australia provided you meet the eligibility criteria. I actually recorded this earlier this year with the intention of releasing it uh, around this time to help applicants who are going through the application process and the interview process and shed some light and uncertainties that we all had. I'd also like to flag that the plans that we, me and Florence and Richard all talk about for our scholarship programs was all prior to COVID-19. Unfortunately, the whole cohort, all 125 of us, have had to postpone and change our programs as we don't really know when and where we can actually go uh, for our scholarship. So with that, I hope this podcast helps you in some way. And if you do have any questions, feel, please feel free to reach out to us uh, on LinkedIn or any other scholar as well. I'm, I'm sure we're all happy to help you out. Uh, thank you and hope you enjoy. Cool. So did you want to introduce yourself, Richard? Yeah, hi. My name is Richard. I'm a 2020 New Columbia Plant Scholar going to Singapore. I do software engineering. I, like, I always had a bit of a passion for engineering, you know, like, I, I like math. I'm, I'm pretty much like, you know, the quintessential like math kid, pretty much. Yeah. What, what about you, Florence? Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, so pretty much ditto. I'm going to China. Um, I'm a law student. Um, and so I'm really basically keen for the New Columbia Scholarship because um, I think as we'll talk later, like, it's a great opportunity. And um, I first started thinking about it actually earlier this year. So I went on exchange to China. And um, that's when I started thinking that, you know, wow, I'd love to come back here more and um, see the opportunities that can be, you know, found. So, yeah, I suppose that's me in a nutshell. What did you want to do it, Richard? Oh, me? Um, basically, for me, the stars really aligned for me, honestly. I got really lucky. My current boss, like, um, he had offices in Singapore. Singapore had really good engineering. I spoke a bit of Chinese and my Chinese, like, all my, all my, all my family members were teasing me for my Chinese. They were just like, wow. Like, you know, I remember I was going back to China, right? And they were just like, wow, you're talking, she said, number tala, which is just like, in Chinese means, wow, your Chinese is so bad. It was like, when you were a child, damn, your Chinese was so much better than this. And I was like, oh. It's funny how quickly, like, you think, like, like, when I came back, I remember when I came yeah. back from China to here, like, yeah. my Chinese, like, it still is, but just, like, it was it was quite good in China, but it's degenerated so yeah, quickly. Exactly. Like, it's like, you just really just, yeah, like, yeah, like, disappears down like, the drain. Yeah, and on top of that, like, it, it, it's, it's a good chance for all of us to, like, reconnect to our cultural, like, to our cultural backgrounds and stuff like that. I'll discover new cultures as well, yeah, which I think is cultures. what New Colombo Scholarship yeah. is all about. And on top of that, it's, it's an incredible experience, right? Like, you are getting paid, like, um, you're getting paid and you're getting covered for a lot of things that you usually have to, like, you know, like have to pay out of your own pocket to go on exchange. No, completely. Yeah, yeah. like on top of that, like like it was pretty funny. So I remember during my um ex like, like exchange seminar, I don't know if like your person said this, but they were just like, "Wow, well, like, get ready to come back to Australia, like culturally enlightened and broke." And I was like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I won't come back broke, but I'll be all right, I guess, right?" Yeah. So basically, it's just, it's just a lot of different things, right? Like, good universities, 
like my, my boss was working over there and plus like if you don't have an internship right now I think the NCP is even more lucrative towards you because my one regret actually I don't know if any of you knew, knew this but um I was emailed about a new Colombo plan last year and I was told to actually apply for it but and I, they were just like yeah you seem like a really good candidate like you seem like you have all the all, like, like all tick the, tick 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 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just like and then did I because I didn't look at my emails closely enough, I missed the deadline last year. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm this year's scholar, and that that's so depressing. Well, yeah. like also like I remember similarly like I actually well I didn't miss the deadline last year, but I did apply. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure we'll discuss this later, but um, I actually didn't make it past the first round. So I think like if you're listening to this and you haven't gotten it before or you've applied unsuccessfully, like. Definitely give it another go. Like, yeah. I remember when I was at my interview stage, I met a number of people who had applied the year before and they'd made it to the various stages but just hadn't made it through. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think don't give up on it because at the end of the day, like, it's the NCP is obviously a fantastic mm. scholarship yeah. um, which is designed to increase relationships in the Asia-Pacific as it should yeah. because obviously that's where the future of Australia lies. But I think more than that, as a result, it's quite competitive, right? So, you know, maybe these things happen at certain times, but I suppose just don't give up, yeah. really. Uh, and yeah. just adding on to that quickly, like... It's actually pretty intimidating when you go to your first and second round people because you're surrounded by like I don't know about you guys, but like during my briefing before I did my NCP, um, like first round and second round, all that stuff, like I was surrounded by like a bunch of people during briefings, and it was so intimidating because you could see like no, it is yeah, like, you could see like so many different people like trying to like get the scholarship too, and it's just like yikes, am I really going to be better than all of them? I but, remember like, like yeah, yeah, I was just saying like um so for those of you who don't know, basically um the process of applying for the New Colombo scholarship. So like the first process is that you apply to your uni and then your uni shortlists you. So to be shortlisted by the uni, this can, like for example, I know that at USID, like it involved both a written application, which was designed to resemble mm-hmm. the final product at the end. And it also had an interview, which was, they yeah. got you when they, I don't know if it's that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the same yeah. And then after that, you apply directly to the government. And so for us, it's pretty much the same criteria. Um, it's about 250 words each. It's like show how you're adaptable, have good, have academic excellence, etc. And then if you get past that stage, then the final stage is the interview with the people. So that final interview actually, because obviously it's it's a really important part of the Australian government strategy, right? So they do have some really impressive names on that interview panel. Um, and not only that, but obviously you're surrounded by really impressive people, right? Because obviously to get passed through all those hurdles, like you've got to be of a certain caliber, or not even caliber, <laughs> just have to have be of a certain perseverance, really. Yeah. So I remember when I was at the interview, like I was so, because some Which people, uh, so the final interview, so like for the government, I remember because <coughs> I was surrounded by a bunch of people and they were all like, I was just, I was, I was, every single person I talked to, I was like, you were getting it. Like, I was like, you were, you were, you were, you were, you were, but like, which shows, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, it's it's a hard thing to get. Like, yeah, and it, it really is, yeah. Because I remember, like, I was doing my, I, I remember, like, my NCP story was horrible. Like, um, I did it, like, so the, the day I was supposed to fly out, I had an exam on the same day, like, a couple hours before. So I did my exam, and it was for really hard subjects as well. I did my exam, I went to Canberra. And like I arrived at like really really dead late. I arrived at my hotel like at two a.m. Something dead late, and I was panicking. <laughs> I was just like, should I not eat? Should I eat? Like I booked um, the buffet for like for the morning and stuff like that. And I was just like, yikes! Should I eat? So I ended up just like running to a Thai restaurant at three a.m. Oh my god! It's like it's like in my jacket. It's like I need to get food. Yeah, I'm gonna look. We also remember when we also ate at the Thai restaurant because I met these two guys. So Richard and Andrew. Yeah. I met. We all and met it, each it, other. Who's like, that Thai restaurant? On the first day, and so like. 
uh, we were all really hungry and like we were all just sort of a bit pooped out that day and, and I was like I'm just starving and Richard's like I know a good Thai restaurant and then yeah, we yeah, ate and yeah, it was yeah. nice <laughs> and yeah. we ate nothing <laughs> it was really good yeah. it, was, it was that Thai restaurant and after like I came back to my hotel at like 4 o'clock and I was just sitting there like looking at my nose like oh no oh no oh no, oh no. I need to read through all this stuff and you memorize it but like in the end it's just like I, I just went to sleep I was like yeah maybe if I get some more sleep I'll get into it but like like it, it just sort of shows you that like th- like when they cause I sort of realized another thing which was just like the questions are designed to be simplistic it, it's not designed yeah, to, like, they're to not, trick you up but it's like it's true. more just like they're looking it's not so much they're looking at like um they're not trying to give you question, hard questions so they can see how you respond they're more looking to like what degree you respond to and how well you respond to it and just like measure you up based on that I think so yeah did you want to give like a quick outline of like what the NCP sort of entails if you want to apply Florence like you mean like the, the program or like the program yeah, sure. Um, so the program, the pro- so NCP is really great. Like I, my brother described this really well. To be honest, it's more of a fellowship because the only program that you have to undertake is an exchange. So that's the compulsory. So maybe it's about three to four months or whatever the semester is you're going to. Then the remaining components you can choose to add on. Um, so for example, there's an internship. If you want to do an internship for six months, a mentorship um, that has to be undertaken alongside other stuff. Um, and then there's also, which is, I really, really like treasure is the final one, which is sort of the language component. So you can learn language full time for up to six months. Um, so depending on the sort of component you undertake, there's different funding available. So for example, for language, it's up to 10K. And um, obviously the NCP also covers, gives you a stipend. So every month, monthly, for as long as you're there. And also does um, an establishment allowance and a flight allowance and stuff as well. Yeah. So it's pretty like it's pretty like all encompassing. Um, and obviously, what's important to I think people obviously this is a case with students as well because I know a lot of my friends want to go to the U.S. and England, but not necessarily Asia Pacific. The great thing about the Asia Pacific is that um, it's really varied and diverse. And I think people un, people overestimate how scary it is. Like I think once you go there and like once you find out more. At the end of the day, not knowing is what's scary. Um, yeah. But I think it's fa- and I think that's why the scholarship is so good because it incentivizes you to yeah. do things that you otherwise wouldn't. And not just that, but I think it's like everyone sort of just needs to realize that like ranking the university ranking, even though it's like it's important to some degree, it's not like the end all and be all. No, so completely. Like, yeah, a lot, a lot of people like I see you know like they're like I need to go to MIT, I need to go to Cambridge and stuff like that, and it's just like yeah, it's good for you, yeah. But like in the end, there's good universities in Asia Pacific as well, especially with the scholarship. Like it, it really incentivizes you to push towards. Like them. I, I don't know if you're. Are you NUS? Um, NTU. NTU. Like, like, for example, like the ones in Singapore, like, they're great yeah, unis. Like, like, and I think people just, like, they're, yeah. like, Asia Pacific has some fantastic yeah, exactly. unis like, to go to. Actually, I think NTU is actually roughly on par of, like, Cambridge for engineering or something like and that. As, and like, as well. And no one knows yeah, that. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like, hey, I went to Nagano Technological University. It's like, oh, all right, who cares? Like, and then what's they, that? And they search up the rank. It's like, oh, okay, you're actually pretty It's the same yeah. with, like, unis in China. So, like, yeah. Fridan, Peking, yeah. Tsinghua. Like, they're all fantastic unis yeah. to go to. And the one I'm going to as well, like, Huadongjiang, Huadashi. Like, they're all fantastic unis. And, like, you just need to find them. <laughs> yeah. I was a little sneaky Chinese. Yeah, I didn't stuff. Like, and because the thing is, no one, no one knows, like, no one knows the English version of the unit. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know the English, 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 English names. Yeah, I don't know the English names. So yeah, but it's like, um, yeah. it's really cool actually. Yeah. Now that I think of it. Um, yeah. actually, just one more thing. Sorry, I know I mentioned this previously as well. Um, but like, even if like, even if you like don't get this, I say this over and over. But even if you don't get the scholarship, like. Don't worry. There's a bunch of, and I know Andrew and me both think this. There's a bunch of people who deserve this scholarship, like really do, and just for some reason didn't get it. Like at the end of the day, like it doesn't mean that you're any less of a person. Like if you get it, that's fantastic. If you don't, 
do not worry, you'll get there eventually. Um, so I think that's really important to realize as well. 100%. Yeah. 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 Well, mm -hmm. delve deeper into the application process. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so we all had to do an application process with our universities first to like screen out each university sort of nominates 10 people. And in that application, there's actually certain criteria where which we all have to answer questions to fulfill. Richard, did you want to like go through like the application yeah, process sure and why not. like, like um, what we needed to? So basically, they, they, like for the written application, they they always give you four questions based on either academic like it's, it's academic excellence at, at tertiary level, leadership and engagement in community, adaptability and resilience, and also ability to contribute to NCP goals. From what, so basically, from what I saw and what like my scholarship officer told me, it was always the NCP objectives that was the thing that tripped a lot of people up. No, uh, yeah, my yeah, office told me the same exactly, thing. Exactly, because yeah. it's just like everyone is focusing on like how does the exchange help me, but like you have to think about how it actually helps the scholarship program, right? Because like it's a government sponsored it, scholarship. It's, it's a government yeah. thing. It's like yeah. in the end, we are, we are supposed to be sort of like plotting out the future of our like our whole Asia Pacific region. We're not supposed to just be like, oh, this helps me, this helps this. You're supposed to be an ambassador yeah, for exactly, Australia. Yeah, yeah. And, and not yeah. just that, but like remember that like when like if you do this scholarship, you're not. It's not just like oh, the university's like university names attached to you. It's like the the whole Australian government's names attached to you, right? Like it's a lot bigger than just yourself. Yeah, exactly. And like on top yeah. of that, like you see a lot of ambassadors and stuff like that talking to you, and like you know, it's just like it, it's you can tell it's a, it's a very very big matter of prestige for Australia. Like just to send these students over. And just talking it's about a huge investment. Like it's a huge investment yeah. of taxpayer dollars. Yeah. yeah. And like just talking about the other things, just real quickly, like academic excellence. It's an, like um, you should be okay as long as you get like a distinction, even if you like a distinction average. But even I if think you the do, average or oh, the cutoff is seventy percent, yeah, whatever that is. It's a lot. I think I think before it used to be a lot higher, like eighty-five yeah, yeah. or something. No, now it's a lot lower. No, it's yeah. seventy percent. But the average for NCP scholars is eighty percent. Oh, okay. My so average is not eighty percent. Just putting it up. <laughs> if you're listening to this and be like, I'm nowhere near like, close to eighty. <laughs> do not worry. Just always just shove shove that up in. It's fine. <laughs> shove that up in. <laughs> mom, mom, no. I, I mean, my average. Is a hundred? Did you not know? <laughs> no, but like, it, it's like it, academic excellence is it's a good big part of it. But like, again, it's mostly you as a person that they care about, right? Like, even if you, even if like, say, like, Florence, like, as Florence said, like, you know, even if you, um, even if you like, even if you don't actually like hit that, like, hit the um, the mark cutoff and stuff like that, you'll be okay as long as that you can um, demonstrate to yourself and you can convince yourself and other people too that like you're, it's a holistic application. It's a holistic yeah. application, right? Yeah. And leadership and engagement and adaptability and resilience. Those things are sort of just like you know they're, they're, they're a bit self-explanatory. Like leadership, it's always good. So the one thing I found that really impressed um, my NCP interview panel was when I was um, was me talking about like my role on academic boards and stuff like that because I was um, the undergraduate faculty rep for engineering and I was just talking about like how I interacted with a lot of deans and stuff like that, and, you know. How, so I think like in the leadership department, they really care like, like not just experience, but you need to demonstrate how your leadership experience like sort of like, like demonstrate yeah. change yeah. and stuff like that. They're not even that, to be honest, they're not even that focused on the title. Like yeah, the title exactly. can, doesn't have to be that impressive. Like yeah, as long exactly. as you like have some sort of like example of what you did and how that's, that involves leadership. That's fine. Yeah, like so. Don't be too stressed. Yeah, like yeah. I, I think that they more care about the impact of it and stuff like that. You know, adaptability and resilience is more just like how do you like how do you get familiar to your surroundings? Have you ever been put in like an unfamiliar situation by yourself and actually had to like you know make the most out of it, or make the least out of it? It's a lot of like like adaptability and resilience is very interesting because it's like it's you, you can mention not only your leadership experience but your own personal experience as well. So there's a lot more room for you to breathe like in that little criteria. But yeah, like overall, like um. Like, as long as you sort of just like, <laughs> as long as you sort of just like stay holistic and you know, like just like, 
right. remind yourself of these four things, you'll be okay. But one thing, one thing I will hammer home with this is that it all sounds quite easy. I suppose, as Richard said, it's like it's they're pretty open <laughs> things. But I, I can tell you that I spent ages writing and rewriting mm. and editing. So I think one thing that's important about the new Colombo plan when you're when you're applying is that. Don't underestimate the amount of time it will take you. Like you, you're better to give you too much time than too little time because this stuff does take a while. It's not quick to do. Yeah, like um, like as Florence said, like it took me ages, like for me to write my stuff. I, I even though I said actually, yeah, you're right. Like I shouldn't have said it like that. I think <laughs> like it's like you say that, but like you you do put a lot of thought into it because it's two hundred and fifty. It's words. not a lot of words, and sometimes like yeah. you want to put every, you want to put everything you've done, but then like also like sometimes you need to fill it, and it's like ah, oh, you know, you need to give yourself time to yeah, consider. Exactly. How so to I want to cram two hundred and fifty words of my entire life into like into all these criteria. How do I cram it? And, and like, also, don't get like complacent about your application. Like mm-hmm. an application that might have gotten you through your university stage might not get you through the government stage. So at every yeah. stage, you need to be refining and editing that application. Yeah, definitely. Because like, like even like even when you pass a university level and like you get a written transcript, everyone says, "Yeah, that seems really good." But, like it's never a guarantee for you to get into like to government level. And like actually, like I, how many of you uh, do you know if anyone actually got through ca- uh, to Canberra? Like did anyone um in, out of your ten like Daniel out of your ten not go to Canberra? So I know there's one person that because it does happen. It, like, it does happen. Like, quite. Don't, like don't think like don't never just do not be complacent. It's so easy because I know it's like yeah. it's because I think the new if you think about it like you apply back in like the first half of the year drink what is it April Around May May yeah. and like you only get to know it about like November. That reminds me of one really important thing: become yeah. good friends with your lecturers and your bosses. That helped me so yeah, you much. You need referees, don't you? Yeah, like my like my, my refer like because the issues is that during the university round they don't hound you for your referees very much. Mm. During the NCP round, they are they send your they send your referees an email saying you have to fill out a big form with all those four attributes and just say like explain to us why they believe you like you deserve that. And I just think that like you need to have really good referees because like I think some people just didn't have sole referees. And no, and, really and to be like, honest, like I'm doing. Yeah, and like at uni, it's hard, right? Like I, yeah. I know a lot of people at uni find it difficult to you know because maybe their jobs you know if they're waitress and like it's difficult if you're jumping around jobs like to obviously find a referee I know it's really difficult um, but I suppose just with referees just sort of think outside the box um, like usually like if there's a tutor that you, you like you struck up a rapport with they're probably fine like just yeah. you just sort of have to really I mean and this is sort of a lesson like just generally is that when you find a connection you sort of have to really you know feed it and like make sure that you're both happy with what's happening because like that connection is what sort of helps you down the line and mm. stuff like that yeah um so yeah actually like what, what did you guys use your references i use my i used my chinese teacher mm-hmm. and i used my employer so i was at a place for about a year so i used my employer yeah. from that i think for me i chose my research advisor who was also my lecturer at the time and i also chose i think it was either my boss was it my boss um i think it was was it two lectures or was it my like, it was my lecturer? Oh no no sorry, it was my lecturer and it was my friend from student council in like university. Oh so, cool. Yeah. So yeah, like I was that's able to get two really solid references. See, that's pretty that's pretty out of the box. Like I wouldn't have thought of that. Like what yeah. about you, Andrew? What did you? Do? I used my lecturer who went on who I went with on the study tour, China study tour with. So yeah. it was just right into my application. Of course, perfect. And my employer as well. Yeah. So like I think I think the the takeaway is like, like become good friends of your lecturer, become good friends of your employer. Because I do think yeah. you need one, at least one academic referee. Right. So like yeah. I mean if you have if you know that you need one academic referee, make sure it's a solid one. That's yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. what I would say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and the next point would be would you did you did you want to talk about interviews, Florence? About like the actual interviews yeah, like, sure. the university and the final interview? Sure, sure, sure. Um so as I said, I didn't get through the 2019 round. So mm. I got cut off at the interview stage for uni. Mm. Um, so I'm, Did they say why or? I 
sort of knew why. Like, I'm usually quite good with interviews, but this was just so... They interviewed us last year at, like, quite... A, I remember quite a busy time. I think it was, like, around exam period. So I had a lot of things on my mind. I didn't really prep for the interview. And I think, like, to be honest, I'm actually, qu- like, not bad at interviews. But, like, even if you're, like, feel like that you're not bad at something or you're confident at something, you do need to prepare for it. Like, the NCP interview, like, they do ask... Sometimes the question, Like, I personally found, like, the questions at the UCID round were harder than the ones at the government round. Um, so the questions I sort of asked us, they asked us about like our knowledge of where we were going, what was our plans, tell us a bit about yourself, um, what's not obvious from your application. So they asked us like a lot of questions which I sort of wasn't expecting. Yeah. And so when I get, I know that a lot of people are the same, but when I get questions I don't expect, I usually don't react very well. <laughs> I usually don't really know what to say. I'm laughing a lot. Like it's not the best look. Um, so this time around I prepped a lot. Um, so what happened is I found someone who had previously gotten the scholarship and they just gave me a list of questions that they got and I sort of just pounded that home. So I just memorized the answers for that because really once you sort of get a bank, you can just sort of chip and chop. Like they're not going to really, they're not going to ask you, for example, how do you make a creme caramel? Like the most, like <laughs> most of the questions, like they're going to be able to like predict in some way or not if you like know what other people have asked. So by the time I went to the government, I was actually prepping a lot for that interview. I'd like say like in like, I started prepping like intensely for that interview maybe three weeks prior, yeah. and then every night after that, I would maybe do one like an hour or two hours a night. Like, I know it sounds ridiculous, and I'm, I'm thinking that like I'm like I did that as well. It sounds like it sounds so pathetic, but like I was so desperate, man. I was so desperate. No, 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 no. You're, 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 you're giving me bad memories now. So like, like again, like that really bad subject I was doing. I spent like twelve hours in my labs every single day because the subject was just. Damn hard, like they required so many contact hours. And I remember, like in between, like every single like thirty minutes, I used to like walk out of my lab for thirty minutes, and my partner was like, "What the hell are you doing? Like, why are you mumbling to yourself?" I'm like, no, nah, nothing, nothing. Because <laughs> I was just repeating the speech back to myself again and again. And like I said, it's really important to like sort of prep. Like everyone has different prep methods, but I think the, the one I used was that like I just wrote some general notes, and after that, I, I sort of just like worked like I, I put some dot points down. I worked using the dot points to, to answer every single question, mm. and that was really helpful to me. But like again, like I'm honestly speaking, like I'm probably the opposite of Florence. Like I I hate English. Like I genuinely. Hate like, I did engineering because I wanted to stay away from it. Like what do you think I did? Yeah, I did engineering because I love English. No, that it. actually that actually brings me something yeah. important. Is that sometimes it's also good to prep because you sort of don't know what you'll say until. You're there, so like I have a number of filler stuff that I say or things that I, I that which I should not say. So like, so just to sort of iron that out, because once you're in like when you're in that sort of environment, people that you don't know under pressure, like you do weird stuff. So it's good to sort of just get rid of that. Yeah, like yeah. just nip that in the butt yeah. when you can. Like, no, no, no. like honestly speaking, like that makes me sort of pressed because like I had like adrenaline moments. Like do you have adrenaline moments? Like when during the interview, like you just hear, feel a shot of adrenaline, you're just like. Like, I'm gonna start talking for 30 minutes now. Yeah, <laughs> I might say something. Yeah, like, like, honestly, yeah, like, I think I made one, like, I made a couple small bunches, but I'm really yeah, happy. Yeah, you just. This, like, this, like, I remember, like, in my NCP interview, I thought I really messed, I thought I really messed yeah, it me up. Too. Because, like, I was just, by the end of it, I was like, blah, 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 I was speaking <laughs> so far. So, just for guys, like, you like, guys know, when you go into the government um, interview, you'll, you usually have a panel of three, so they're usually people who are really big in the area that you're going to. Then you'll usually have a representative from DFAT, and you'll have someone who's typing up your interview. Um, and I was speaking so fast that my poor typer was just furiously just like banging this keyboard, and I felt I felt so, I felt so embarrassed. I remember exiting that interview and just thinking that I absolutely messed it up. And I bought myself like a, a, an ice cream and just sat on the side of the road eating it. Like I was just like I don't know, like you know what I mean? Like you know how there's 
some people who were like, I did so well that I didn't do really well. Like, I think I did terribly, you know. So it's just like, yeah. even if you think you messed it up, fingers crossed, maybe <laughs> it'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. like, I remember the one thing I messed up was just like, yeah, Aussies are really relaxed. Like, you know, like I, I wouldn't mind like getting a beer with an Aussie and just like chilling. I was like, then, then the interview was just like, so Aussies like to drink beer. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> but like, yeah, and, like I think the other thing that, um, the, the other, like the piece of advice I got from my university was that they were just like, oh yeah, like, um, what's it called? You need to be able to demonstrate what you say. Is yes, yes. Like, can't that, just that be empty a, words. Yeah, because like, yeah. that was a massive thing that I did. I, actually, like another really good example. Um, so yeah, that, I, was, I was gonna get to that. Yeah. So a good, a good example of that was just like, I was just like, I want to mend um, Australia and like Australia and um, what was it? Australia, Australia and Singapore relationships by you know like by working and like by increasing the co- like, commercial time stuff. I was like, so how? Like, is, is there gonna be like a blue elephant that jumps down that says, ah, no, that's like, a really good yeah, point, Richard. Yeah. You, you get what I mean? So I was just like, I'll organize something with my boss. Like I'll, I'll like I'll talk to the board of directors about it. I'll t- I talk to them about like my and this sort of stuff really fits in under the last criteria, which is where yeah. people mess up. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Not, not just that, but yeah. And then like, I think a, a really good way to do that is like you know just like, talk to your boss about it. Like you know ask him for something a bit more concrete. Like and another really good thing I think to do is just like plan ahead. Like even if it's like if, even if it's like empty planning, like it seems really impressive. Like I remember I emailed the um, the um, NTU Heritage Society and I said, "Can I join?" I was like, "Yeah," and I use that as a part of my my application. I was like, I already pre-applied. You can never do too much planning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I already yeah. already pre-applied. I already said to the NTU Heritage Society I wanted to join. You know, I was very, very keen. You know, and I, I used that as a part of my application. I think it worked. So, yeah. Like, I think that's another <laughs> Proof, <laughs> is <in the> <laughs> Proof is in the pudding. Proof is in the pudding, yes. Yeah. Proof is in the pudding, yeah. Uh, okay, Florence and Richard. Did you guys both want to go more deeper into the programs uh, for you speak? Because we're all... Florence is heading over to China in Feb. Yes. And Richard is heading... Jan. Yeah. So like last in two weeks. weeks. Yeah. No, that's Bye, Richard. Week. <laughs> that is not, that's from January. <laughs> <laughs> and he starts on the 14th, bro. Oh, yeah, that's so it starts ultra early, so I need to start. Why don't you go first, Richard, because your program starts first then. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like, um, so basically, like, my program is um, four months of study in NTU. Like, and also I'm going to have language training moved into it. Like, the, the issue with language training is it's so hard, like, navigating between the different funding brackets. Like, there's so many different rules and stuff like that. It's, it's a bit of a pain, but you, you do what you do, right? And like the other thing is, what's it called? Like, um, in NTU, uh, there's another thing that I sort of realized. That I don't know if any of you realize is that like you have a choice between choosing really hard, like um, subjects that really exemplify what your university is good at, that sort of help you move along, or you can choose really easy subjects. But I think it's a bit, it's a bit more like, um, it's it's a bit more what's it called? Like, it's a bit more evident in my program because I'm a six month program. I've been talking to people who do six months, then, but you're you're going for one and a half years, so it's a bit different. <laughs> It's like, you, you can't exactly hide from your hard subjects, but like, like I, I, I sort of just realized that a lot of people want to just do the easier subjects, but like, I don't think, like, from an engineering perspective, right, like, it's not a good idea, I don't think it's a good idea just to do the easier subjects, because it sort of kills the whole purpose of you going to like a very prestigious university. And I thought that like, engineering is built on like hard, like hard skills, like, you know, soft skills, hard skills, like engineering is pretty much like the exemplification of hard skills, right? You want to maximize your hard skills while you're over there. So like two subjects that I'm doing are like operating system and signals. They're pretty hard. They're pretty well known for being pretty mathematically demanding and pretty hard, and like in a lot of different areas. But like, I'm doing it because like it helps me and it helps me as an engineer. You know, like demonstrate my skills and all the like, all those other things. So yeah, I think that's um that's something to look out for. And after that, I'll be um, working for my boss in Singapore for like roughly two months. So yeah, like my program is pretty um, pretty typical. Just study and work. 
So like I think um like if you have bosses like the one takeaway I'll, I'll, like, I'll give to you to you viewers is that like if you have listeners listeners <laughs> viewers kabish kabash like um <laughs> like um if you have bosses or anyone else who like like in a in a profession that has like Singapore officers or China officers or stuff like that take the scholarship like like haggle with your boss for thirty like like haggle with your boss for thirty minutes and just go through it because it will be really good for you so yeah was there a reason why you chose Singapore oh. as a destination and like was there like a linkage between what you studied oh, yeah. and like what you want to do as a career? Yeah, definitely. Like I said earlier, like NTU has the world's fifth best engineering university in the world. I work in cybersecurity, so like um, a lot of my, like the Singaporean government has a very, very big cybersecurity program. So like, yeah, like it, there's a lot of different things in Singapore. And on top of that, like boss. <laughs> so like it, the stars really did a lot for me for Singapore, honestly. So yeah, like again, it's, it's more just like because I really, like to answer that in like one short line, I really want to exemplify my hard skills and like deepen my skills in engineering, like and my math skills to a very very high degree mm. in an Asian in an Asian setting, and to also just like you know work in Singapore as well. So yeah. So cool. And Florence. Sure. Um. So as Richard said, my program is a bit longer. Um. So, as I mentioned before, the one compulsory component of the New Colombo Plan scholarship is that you have to do it in exchange overseas. Um, and actually, just as a sort of admin thing, which I'll mention before I continue, um, because this is compulsory, if you want, before you get funding, you have to complete an entire checklist, which me and Richard obviously have been working through. Um, and that includes that you've been admitted to your host university and you've got an approved credit card. Oh, I already finished it. Yeah. yeah. Good work, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I just had to flex there. <laughs> anyway, but what I'm saying is, like, it's a really important part to, like, do. So, anyway, so... Um, first, I'm going to exchange to Shanghai, and then I'm going to do six months. So you can do six language training for up to six months. So I'm doing language training in a town called Guilin, and then going back to Beijing. Um, and then I'll continue, hopefully, working in Shanghai mm -hmm. after that. Um, so I think, what, what was I going to say? I forgot now. Anyway, um, so for me, as I mentioned before, like, um, for me, like, I really want to get my Chinese to a working proficiency. So as I'm studying law and I want to make sure that my Chinese is good enough that I can quite, you know, easily exist in a law context using Chinese. So I suppose like choosing really good programs like for me was really important as was making sure I was in a city where I could get those connections and go into workplaces um, where I could use those newly acquired skills. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I would say about it. Oh, one thing that I will actually also expand on Richard is when he was talking about how mm -hmm. preparation is really important. Um, so even before I got on the new Colombo plan, I had researched like, the language programs and the exchange opportunities like to death. <laughs> so by the time that I actually got the new Colombo plan scholarship, it was really just like a matter of putting it all in place, like choosing that I want to do X, Y, and Z, and that's the end of it. Um, because like I know when you're applying for the new Colombo scholarship, that really does take up a lot of your time, just like the application mm. process itself. But actually creating your program is sort of a separate thing. Like you have a lot of people who perhaps might focus on the application, but forget what the program, what yeah. they actually want to sort of want to do. Um, so I wouldn't forget that. Like, and as Richard said, m you rather much, much rather over research than under research yeah. um, to make sure that you're really getting the most out of what is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Um, Cause I know that all of us are really, really honored to get the scholarship and yeah. you know. And, and not just that, but like for me, like my original plan was like, I had a plan B because like, um, like I, before I got the the full scholarship, I had a mobility scholarship that was sitting in my pocket. Uh, so like I planned around a mobility scholarship, and how how I went got to my new Columbo Plan scholarship, like the full one, 
was I just sort of adapted my mobility plan scholarship into my new Commonwealth yeah, plan scholarship. Yeah. I think that's a really good thing because, like, it's so uncertain, right? Like, it is, it is. Like, like it is. It's like, incredibly like, uncertain. You, like, it's so scary, too, because, like, you just see, like, oh, wow, there's, like, 90 people. Oh, wait, there's 10 people. Oh, wait, there's just me and, like, five other people. <laughs> like, like the, the numbers really dwindle quickly. So, like, you, you do feel, like, I think that's why some people, like, don't want to, like, research the whole Yeah, you need to think. Yeah, so, like, yeah. So I, I think it's a, it's a better idea for you to, like, have a plan B and then adapt the plan B into, like, into the new Commonwealth plan scholarship so like you can, you still, you can sort of go from there so yeah I think that's a really good idea and it also helps because like I think like for me I did lots of, I did lots of plan B's and C's as well because yeah. I wanted to make sure that even if I didn't get the scholarship like I'd be able to bounce back you know and feel positive about everything <laughs> like, I mean, like I mean to us, you know it is it is, a, it is a, it's a very 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 real like possibility yeah. so I think it's always great to have B's, C's, D's and E's sort of plans I think they're great yeah, yeah. Mm. Right. Cool. do you want to elaborate on your language training choices like you mentioned Guilin which is like yeah sure <laughs> so, so um so I think one of the hardest things to choose when you're doing this sort of stuff is I think one of the reasons why the government has you know has chosen the Asia Pacific is that not a lot of people know about it like I mean in terms of like obviously they know about it like they see it on the news and stuff but in terms of like what they can actually do on the ground or like administrative wise how to do x and y that's a lot more murky mm. um so when I said language training, so I was quite, as I mentioned before, it's quite beneficial because I was previously on exchange at Peking University where I did Chinese for a bit. So that was really good because it sort of gave me an idea of what I wanted in language training, like what I wanted it to be like, how challenging I wanted it to be and so forth. So from that experience, I, I learned so much from that. Um, so it, And I was there without a scholarship. So <laughs> that was self-funded. Oh, so yeah, self-funded? Yeah, that was self-funded. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you should, you know, even if... There's always a, there's always another way. Um, but anyway, what I'm saying is that from there I realized that I really wanted a really advanced of Chinese, and I also wanted one-on-one. -on -one. So the ones I've chosen have a very small class ratio. So I think it's like max teacher students like three to one, and like mm. um, they're also quite advanced courses as well. Because so I sort of didn't I didn't I sort of put it this way. I don't want to leave the semester having only known the colors of the rainbow. So like mm -hmm. <laughs> that was quite important to me as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. All right. Thanks guys, I think we'll leave it there. And if you have any other questions about the NCP, feel free to submit it and we'll probably get someone else or either these guys to answer them. So thanks guys. Yeah. That's all right, all good. It's all good, thank you.